I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. One of our missions is to positively impact one billion people in the next The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. How's it, future problem solvers? Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa. We on today's episode we are chatting to a unique company called Project Everest Ventures. Project Everest Ventures focuses on rapid prototyping and accelerating product development in areas where there are massive problems that need to be solved. They come from Australia, they work in Africa and around the world in places like India, and they are doing incredible, incredible things. We need more companies like them to try help solve some of these big problems in the world, especially when we are faced like things like coronavirus and various pandemics and epidemics that will be coming in the future, and how do we react and resolve them in a quick way. Take a listen to my chat with Andrew, and I hope you enjoy. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our main collaboration partner is the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner. The DBSA has a massive focus on how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, technology, water and energy, and have some incredible projects you'll be hearing about in a few months. Our global partner Deloitte is also a country partner with us. And we have been building an amazing relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Next is our strategic partner, who is also a country partner and has been on this journey with us for the last three years, MTN. MTN is Africa's largest mobile network and is leading the way in communications, bringing data and communication to millions of South Africans and Africans. Welcome back to Exponential Africa. We will bring you the latest and greatest thought leadership and innovation to our African continent. And we are fortunate enough to be joined by Andrew, who is the co-founder of Project Everest, which comes out of Australia. And their mission is to try to have social impact we're using technology across the African continent, and they deal in such places as Malawi and all around Africa. Andrew, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about what Project Everest actually does and how to start it, how to get into this. Yeah, sure. So my background is actually engineering. I worked in a steel making firm for five years. Um, as you can imagine, that doesn't really go hand in hand with social impact or even environmentally positive impact. Uh, and I hated it. It was, you know, environmental non-compliances all the time. It was everyone at 459 would just want to, you know, quit their jobs. Uh, well, go home. They, everyone wanted to quit. Everyone had nothing nice to say about what they were doing. And so I actually went over to India for about a month and saw the stark contrast as to what we were experiencing in Australia versus what they were experiencing in India. And I found that I could actually use my steelmaking background in engineering to enable social impact through water and sanitation, through solar energy and things like that. So fell in with some amazing people and we decided that we wanted to impact the developing world using a business model uh, with a focus on technology because you know technology is infinitely scalable. 
So we, over the last three and a half years, have set up operations across Uganda, Malawi, India, Timor-Leste, Cambodia and Fiji. Yeah. And we essentially work within communities and within the social structures in those communities to roll out technology solutions to provide microfinance, solar energy. And now what we're starting to do is approach businesses who have tech ideas, who might be implementing that in Brazil or in the US, and actually saying, we'll take your technology and your idea, and we'll validate that in the market at you know, an infinitely lower cost than it would cost for them, because we have tapped into this abundant resource of university students who can actually do that product market fit and validation based on what we teach them and train them. Amazing, that's super exciting. So, I mean, what's this? have you had good results so far? Yeah, we've, we've had a lot of failures and we've had a lot of successes. So, you know, the whole statistic of one in nine businesses fail in their first year of operation is absolutely true. We've had to shut down a lot of projects where we would, we would come up with the idea of what we want to focus on, we'd identify the problem and what that solution should be, but we didn't necessarily have the capability to, you know, create that digital platform or that AI or a network of drones that could de deliver medicine or whatever else. But then we started to notice that there was companies like Zipline who have made 13,000 life-saving deliveries across Rwanda and Ghana, yes. you know, raised $190 million in April, May, and, you know, wanting to expand across, across the globe. And we went, well, what we actually have a lot of talent in is execution on the ground. So why don't we take those ideas, you know, from them and essentially do that product market fit and market validation on their behalf. And so in doing that, we've taken on university research in the nutrition space um, and rolled out a nutrition app across Malawi. Uh, we are working in microfinance with um, village banks, which are um, social structures essentially created and monitored by women who provide loans to each other to enable investment in business, um, you know, building their houses and, and just general support. And we just tie into those structures and support them by digitizing their books and providing mobile money um, for them to use as you know, a source of capital. Amazing, amazing. And I mean, it's, it must be these, these problems that you're tackling are not simple, right? No. They're very, very <laughs> tough challenges. They, they, like, at Singularity University, we call them the global grand challenges. Yeah. Which they're pretty, I mean, they, these, are, these are big problems to solve. Yeah. So, you know, how, what's your approach? How do you go into a problem? And, and, and you know, how do you try and make it a, a solution? And what are you measuring as success? Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, like, as you have kind of identified the fact that the global, global grand challenges are what we should be focusing on. And the reason for that is charity models and government models go so far that they, they're not the entire solution and we need business to actually kind of fit into that. So the way in which we approach it to me seems rather simple. When you have a charity model and you offer something for free, you're in a position of power and yeah. they have no option other than to say, yeah, I'll take it and thank you. As soon as you change that to a business model and you say, hey, we have a product or service we want to offer you, they're in a position of power to say, yes, that's something I want or need, and yes, I can afford it, or no, it doesn't meet my criteria, you know, do better, come back later. And so our approach is um, you know, centered around human-centered design, design thinking, um, market validation, and we, we validate each section of the lean canvas um, by yeah, essentially understanding what they want and what they need and what makes sense for them to invest their limited resources in. And then we kind of, using a technology basis, are able to then not having huge margins, but having a huge market size kind of go from there. And right. Africa's, you know, the biggest emerging market that we have after India. Very cool. So, and then in Malawi, what work are you doing in Malawi there? Yeah. Malawi is like the testing ground. So there's 18 million people there, but all of the surrounding countries, you know, in sub-Saharan Africa makes 285 million people. 
Now, if they're earning a dollar or two dollars a day, and you can look at what the opportunity is for their income to increase, that's like where we want to start. So in Malawi, we're working with village banks, as I mentioned, so providing microfinance and you know, capital resources to them, which means we're actually not intervening. We are saying, here's the capital, you use it how you like, and they will make those repayments over six months um, back to us. And it's entirely social pressure on them to repay, because if one person doesn't repay, the interest rate that you know, person B over here is paying will actually increase. So they make sure that everyone repays to keep their interest rates low. And then we're working in um, nutritional advice, health advice, solar energy, and then female sanitation and hygiene. Um, you know, 40% of women don't complete school purely because they don't have the means to manage you know, their menstruation. So you educate the other 40% by providing them the means to manage that, and you're going to make huge changes to their entire economy. So incredible. I mean, I think the work that you're doing is, is just hugely important and critical for the future of all of us as humans, as, as Africans, as people around the world, as a global citizen. So really big up to you guys for, for doing that. Yeah, and, thank uh, and thanks so much for being on the show. No, really absolutely. Great. Hope you guys really enjoyed that. And uh, if you liked it, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and to our podcast, Exponential Africa. And always remember, keep smiling. Thanks for listening. I hope you really enjoyed that. As I said, we need more people like Andrew and his team in the world that are trying to solve some of these big problems that we all face. And how do you rapidly change them so that they can be solved quicker and sooner so we can live a better life for all. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel, Exponential Africa. Have a great day and keep smiling.